0: Rescue the Fosters is about changing the foster system. We want to ensure every child has a safe environment to grow and become healthy, successful adults.
1: Additionally, when I was in the foster care system, I had to defend for myself. Rescue the Foster is here to empower the youth aging out of the system and offer resources to ensure they are not dependent on the government.
0: What we observed was that children become institutionalized and end up in prison and providing the government with more funds. Rescue the
1: Foster will provide coaching, resume writing, interview skills, professional attire for interviews, budgeting, applying for college, and obtaining housing.
0: We want these youth to live the most free, successful life possible. It is their right and our responsibility to ensure that our future kids and grandchildren can live happy lives. Jeremiah 2911. For I know the plans I have for you place Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans
1: to give you hope and a future.
2: Good evening and welcome to Rescue the Fosters. I am Gino, your host. And right next to me and below me, the co-founders of Rescue the Fosters and co hosts, returning co-host, KK Emmett and Sylvia Beachy. Ladies, how are you?
0: good how
2: are you gina doing great thank you kk how are you
1: good just surviving with this school
2: <laughs> survive yeah i hear you well kk we are so happy to have you back on your own show and with your own organization <laughs> i guess that sounds <laughs> kind of weird but <laughs> but we missed you yeah how have you been
1: i've missed you too uh, uh yeah i've been good for the most part just focusing on healing and uh the school
2: and work yeah. yeah yeah sounds like everybody else's life unfortunately maybe one day mm-hmm. we won't have to do that i don't know well in the next life we know we won't have to but unfortunately here we probably will anyway so tonight <laughs> yeah that's for sure <laughs> in biden's america we will be working and uh so kk tonight we're going to talk about school college in particular and we had kind of a little dilemma a couple of weeks ago. KK had, we had a little group text going and KK had put something in there about a teacher of hers that wrote her a little love letter. <laughs> it's no sarcasm. Can you tell there was sarcasm in it or no? Um,
0: just
2: a little bit. A little bit. So we're going to go over some of that and just discuss what s- someone young like KK has to deal with in a liberal college when you're actually, you know, we're, we're trying to live our faith out. We're Christians, so we're trying to live it out. And then you go into a secular college, and there's some demands that they're going to put on you that can really wrestle with your conscience. Now, I know a lot of people are like, well, wait a minute, this is Rescue the Fosters. What does this have to do with it? Well, KK was a former foster kid. She was in group homes. She came over from India. Uh, she was adopted. So, and like I said, she's a founding member of Rescue the Fosters. So, it's a little bit of an insight into her story, and and hopefully, what we're really hoping we get out of this is other adoptees uh, that maybe see this show can relate to KK's story and might want to come on and tell their stories, right? KK. Yep.
0: Yes. Awesome. And I have to say, I I I kind of want everyone's opinion on this because. I have to say I was a lot like KK so I understand KK's struggles. Um, When I was in college I I literally could not stop myself from writing when what I believed in or what and, and I can give you examples but like this is why I understand KK's position and where she stands but we kind of want everyone's input in the comments like as we're discussing this what are your thoughts what was your experience did you feel like you had to be more liberal in order to get the correct grades so
2: yeah it's a thing of are you are you going to sacrifice your your character your moral character your moral groundings to get a grade or are you going to stand firm in your faith and just say you know what i'll take the zero because I believe more in my faith. And I, I actually have mixed feelings on this. I've expressed it. You guys kind of disagree with me. We'll go through them all just to see where everybody stands. But uh, okay, KK, go ahead. What what happened just a couple of weeks ago?
1: Um. So basically, I am taking a social justice and advocacy class. Um, and... Basically, the topics that we're talking about are like feminism, oppression. We're talking about um, like whiteness, like the uh, like why um, it seems like only it's white people that are the most racist out of all of the other um, race in our society. And so, the first assignment was basically talking about whiteness, and we had to read an article. And basically, you read the article, and then she has questions. But the questions, the way that she words it is, like, kind of, like, it's, like, only her way, and you can't speak on how you think or what you believe. And um, it kind of wrestled with me because... um, Me, I'm very in my faith and I like to stand up for what I believe in. And a lot of the answers that I wrote were probably completely, had really nothing to do with the article. And the reason why I didn't answer the way she wanted me to was because I was like, well, what does this have to do with our education? Why do we keep talking about the same thing that keeps us enslaved, that keeps us oppressed? You know, I feel like sometimes Uh, students are looking for teachers for answers and to help them but they're really not helping us they're just keeping us trapped in the same system of how it's always been and yeah so basically I talked about you know one of the questions was oh why is white um white the most racial um I I uh, have a group that is the most racist and I pretty much said what
0: I'm sorry, can you read the article? I wanna see what this article says.
2: Oh. KK, your internet's um, cutting okay. in and out too. It's freezing up a lot. Are you um on Wi Fi? Yes. I don't know why the Wi Fi hold on
1: one second. Let me take it off.
0: If you go to data, if you go to phone data, will it will it be better?
2: Yeah, it might.
1: Can you hear me better?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's good right now. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go um, ahead and read that because that's that's the email you received, right, from your teacher.
1: Do
0: you want me to read
1: the article, or you want me to read the
2: responses oh.
0: of the questions? Uh, well, I want to see what this article was. I want to yeah. see because if you're talking about whiteness, you know, like this is, you know, this is liberalism completely, and so I, um, I really want to hear what this article is. I'm the okay. only white,
2: white person on this broadcast, right, by the way.
0: Right. <laughs> racist I swear no. Wait. Yes. so the article
1: is called uncovering What witnessing whiteness so, so it's uh, the title that's what the title is but the chapter is called uncovering a hidden history it says Miss Pearson my fifth grade teacher stands out as the most impa- impa- impassioned of my early educators she loved early US history the story of the pilgrims survival, Williamsburg, the founding fathers and the colonists fight for freedom and independence. In the spring of my fifth grade year in support of my teacher's work, my mother took me to visit Washington, DC, Williamsburg and Mountain Vernon. That experience let me valuing the people who survived those early days with little technology and few medical advances. Both my parents and my educators oriented me towards that which inspired pride in our country concentrating on historical figures with whom I could most easily identify those who look like me, even if most were men. My 10th grade US history class offered me more of the same alibi without Ms. Pearson's passion. The limits of my education now stand out in several ways. First, the shameful aspects of our history played a minor, almost tangi- tangible role, a few pages here and a few pages there. The bulk of the text focused on her- heroic tales of overcoming by European colonists and immigrants and settlers. Second, those few pages offered a sensitized view of this tragedy infused within our country's beginning. Slavery was presented as a blip in the colon- colon- colonial experiences and the details of the extent and humane treatment of African Americans throughout country's history, not just during slavery, were largely left out. The takeover of Native American lands were offered as Western expansion, not the genocide of indigenous people. Third, the small amount of information offered did not grab hold of my physique and push me to investigate further, most probably because the negatively affected groups were not part of my day-to-day experience. For that, I am responsible as I got older. I could have known more. I choose to orient my attention elsewhere. Thankfully, multicultural educators today are increasingly expanding curricular, locating and producing supplementary texts and media and offering diverse points of view in order to move away from the type of Eurocentric education I receive. You want me to keep going?
0: How long is it?
1: It's long. That's what I'm saying. Like, it starts <laughs> like it's from saying this. saying a
0: lot and... of things without really saying anything at all.
1: Well, uh, it's because it's further sorry, down. Do you, have... you have to go further down into the part where it talks about, like, the whites and, like, it says, first okay, line, go, first uh, one, how did. the
0: white part. <laughs>
1: okay. I'll say this. It says the innovation the of the white race. It says, the history of how the white race developed receives saints attention and when the history is discussed there is disagreement true as the first English explorers encountered West Africans they began to use the word black in their descriptions of African people although an exaggeration of the actual appearance of the African people the language used highlights and the powerful impact and the difference in skin color made upon the English yet the use of the word black to describe Africans did not inspire the English to see themselves as part of a separate race called white Yes, they use the terms white and black to describe humans' complexions, but early theories regarding the difference in skin color involved explanations related to the environmental factors such as exposure to the sun. You know what? I gotta go down further because it's not really saying much.
0: It's but not it... saying much at all. It's, it's a lot of They never
2: do. None, of this, none <laughs> of this garbage ever says anything. It's always someone's opinion. Of course, they're never going to tell you the whole story about slavery, how blacks were actually selling blacks into slavery. That's a big part of history, but they kind of leave that part out. It's, it's funny that the pigment in our skin makes a big deal to these people. It, like, that's, that's yes. everything to them. And because someone the has more KK. melatonin. Yeah. Yeah. And KK stands up against this with her professor. And she's a woman of color. So is it racist that your prof is, is your professor? I'm gonna assume she's is she white?
1: Yes, and um, she is very liberal.
2: Okay, so she's white and liberal. We'll get, we'll give her a pass on the liberalism right now, but she's white, and she's telling you, a woman of color, KK, I really need you to give me the answers that are in the textbook, not your own research and what you believe. Correct? Yeah. <laughs> is that racist i don't know
0: and honestly i wouldn't even know how to respond to that article because it literally said nothing like i don't even know the color of the like who is who is talking about this like
1: i mean who's it's, the author? whoever the the author is um shelly Talko, i don't know how you say it i mean when you go further down into the article it talks more about like capitalism it talks about like white white is the most supreme okay race. get to
0: that part i want to hear that that part
2: <laughs> after up. we were just talking about stocks before the show <laughs> <laughs> Some it says capitalism. the
1: answer to the problem of preventing a replay of bacon's rebellion was racism to separate dangerous free whites from dangers to slave blacks by screening racial racial con- content in this way he emphasizes Assembly deliberately did what it fostered con- contempt of whites for Blacks and Indians. Oh my goodness, there's just so much to read. I'm trying to find the parts. Okay, it says the development of a white identity involved more than offering Europeans economic and social privileges. The development of a new racial identity also includes creating defining characteristics and norms. To some degree, the development of this identity interpret interpenetrates and infuses the economic pressures previously discussed oh my goodness it's just um where are the parts like it's so much i can't try to find it it's too much it's, okay. it's, it's,
2: yeah. it's too much it's,
1: it's that's fine to read that's because fine because they're all oh, so much
2: just As they let's said just... that
1: makes no sense
2: okay so now we have a little a summary of what this was all about that's good we laid the groundwork so okay so you receive an email from your professor and what does the email say after you worked on your report
1: I'm finding it real quick
2: I mean this is the part okay and just to kind of lay a little bit of my belief here as a believer in Jesus Christ I always stand up for the truth, always, like in everything, but this is a big but for me, and I know everybody, this is, this is the lightning rod part, and I, and I, as I've matured in my faith, 21 years now as a Christian, there's things I do much different now that I would have done when I was a young Christian. But it's because I understand some things a little better than I may have before. And so my advice, and we'll see what people think, (laughs) my advice to KK was, KK, play the game. And I told my kids the same thing all through grade school, junior high and high school. And then into college, I've said the same thing. I said, you're going to go into a secular school. So you have to play by secular rules. Doesn't mean your life is represented by those rules. It just means the answers they want, you have to give them. Even though we know as yeah, believers, most of them are faith.
0: The problem I have with that. Do you hear what class she's taken? This is social justice and advocacy. Yeah. So they are teaching her yeah. to advocate in a specific way, and advocacy is not that way. You have to. You can't just be specific yeah, and be racist. And, and it, right. And in fact, um, you wouldn't want this taught. In a social justice and advocacy class at all,
2: but see, here's my point with this, and I get that, I understand that. But see, if you're going into their realm and on their game board, you have to play by their rules. Doesn't mean you can't expose it at some point. See, this is this is my favorite part. It's like fishing, right? You give them you give them what they want to an extent. Then when you're when you're able to voice your opinions in class, or you know if they ask you to write some you know, summary of something or or not a summary, a report on something, and you don't have to play by those rules, then you start expressing your beliefs and why you disagree with what they're teaching. Or as you when you get your degree, let's say you fast forward a couple years, you get your degree, now you go into now you have you're armed with what they believe and now you can go into the system and change the system from within. So it's a long game. You don't always have we can't always play the short game. If you're playing the short game I feel like we can get lost in the weeds and then it's like, it's this, he said, she said thing, or he, him, or she, her, or they, them, (laughs) whatever it is now.
0: (laughs) They don't even know what they are, but, um, I will tell you that I did tell KK, honestly, if I had to do school over, I would not do school at all.
2: Well then how would you, how would you work in the industry then? You need a degree.
0: Well, there, there are many other routes, but I mean, like, that's that's part of my journey, going to school and getting, obviously, I'm supposed to be in social work. But honestly, if I knew what the system was like, if I really, I really believed at the time that the system worked, that's the whole reason I did social work. Now, if I went back, I would never choose social work. I would never choose this career. So my, I would do completely different but uh, this my journey.
2: All right, KK. So let's. Could, do you have the letter now? The email?
1: Yeah, I got it. So okay. basically, she was like, "Hey, KK, can you come by my office before class tomorrow? I'm concerned you're not using the readings to answer the questions I assign. I respect your perspectives of the world, but these assignments require you to use the readings to answer the questions. I will be in my office around eight thirty a.m. until class time."
2: And It sounds like, to me, she's exerting her white privilege over you, KK. Telling you to be there. Yes, she (laughs) is.
1: And also, this is where my problem is. Like, I understand they want us to play by their rules, right?
0: Mm -hmm. I get
1: that part. But this is where I have the problem. You want us to play by your rules, and we will do that. But also... The thing that kind of gets to me is they'll say, well, in your own words, like one of the questions uh, I had to answer in the other assignment, the last assignment I I just did, what does anti-racism in your own definition mean, right? And so you write it in your own definition. It's still not good enough to hurt. It's like, oh, you can't say that you can't do this or you can't do that. So my kind of, uh, I have a problem is, well, you can share your point, but why are we not allowed to share our points? Because there's been times in the class where people have said certain things and you can't choose like you can't mention God or you can't say this. And it's like, but why? Why can't we? Well, you you allow us to have a discussion in the class and that we are allowed to be in an atmosphere where we are allowed to share our opinions and our uh, morals or what we believe in. But you can do that but as soon as we say something that's against what you use uh, b- uh say we are not allowed to say i don't think that's fair at all because she wants to open the class to where it's available to other people to share their view but then when you say something that's against what she thinks is right it's like you're not allowed to say that i, yeah, I don't think that's right that's
2: exactly what i'm talking about now in that forum you should be able to speak your mind. If it's an open and free discussion, then you should be able to speak your mind, and that would be where I would have my argument as a student. I would say, "Listen, Miss, Miss Professor, blah blah blah, whatever your name is. Uh, you told us we were able to express our opinions. Why are my opinions being influenced by your opinions? And what gives you the re- what What makes your opinions truth and mine aren't? Because you have to speak their language. See, these liberals, they. It's it's my truth. Right. Okay, okay, great. That's your truth. Well, here's mine. You're going to hear mine, too. So you use the words that they use against them. This is how you. I always say don't argue with liberals because you'll end up with a massive migraine (laughs) because there's no logic in it. But in a class setting like this, it's really good to kind of confront her with her own terms so that she's on her heels. And she's like, oh, crap. Like, where do I go with this? So that was really good that's good that you're doing that in the letter i will say this she started off very respectful you know she did say you know i respect your opinions and this and that but you know for the test or the essay whatever we're looking for answers from the textbook. but great give her those answers then in the class setting when you have the all the students attention you can show the hypocrisy right there in a discussion and that's that setting that forum
1: no, you're you're absolutely right about that. Um, I mean, I also love, this is one thing I do love, is that I'm not the only believer in my class. So there's like two other believe. no, it's about two or three other believers, but two of them, like we'll all look at each other when there's a topic that we all like disagree on, but we all like have each other. So that's the good thing that I like about the class, even though it's against what we believe, It's like we have each other's back and we all are feeling some type of way. But, you know, I'm also learning, like I'll ask the Lord, should I speak or should I not speak? Because I'm just a fiery person and I'm very bold. But it's also like there's times where I don't have to say something. And I know God will tell me like, no, don't say something. You're not saying it in love. You were saying it more. You're going to operate in your flesh and not in the spirit. And so that's the kind of battles I've been having to face in the classes because it's like when they bring up certain topics, I'm so quick to be like, Oh, I want to say something so bad, but I'm like, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to be quiet. I have to pray. Or I have to close that's my weird. eyes and just be like, Lord, help me, help me like guide me. You're in this class. Help me to see it from your perspective because I really want to say things that not like bad things. It's just things that they would not want to hear.
0: Yeah. The truth. Yep.
1: the but truth is offensive really jesus said it would this. be yeah yeah and the the part that also gets to me is today like i was with um is two other believers that i was talking about there in my class we were all like sitting at lunch and talking about this right because they were also like well kk you got to play their game you just got to do that i understand like it might feel like you're compromising, but deep down, I do feel like I'm compromising because we were also talking about how like some Christians are very weak, and and I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of still struggling with that because, um, you know, like there was another assignment that I had to uh, write about. It was talking about, um, like, me personally. I don't I don't offend people that are a part of the LGBT or anything like that, right? However, the only problem that happened that that um I have a problem with is why do we have to talk about gay sex and marriage in this book? This has nothing to do with that. That should be more confidential. We shouldn't have to be talking about that. That's like personal, you know. But that's what they want to teach us. Yeah.
2: We must have fired up the peanut gallery because Danielle has joined us. I <laughs> couldn't
3: <me> do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was like, no. So I. <laughs>
2: it worked sylvia i i really i'm
3: not even ready i've had a rough day but i'm i'm just i had to jump in for a second um oh, good. so and my lights not my lighting is not even right but whatever okay so really good thanks what i wanted to say real quick gino <laughs> is the bible is it's full what, wait of danielle
2: danielle what happened to gino the great one What has happened?
3: (laughs) You're losing points right now. (laughs) So the Bible is full of people that stood up for the truth and what they believe in no matter what. Period.
0: I agree. It's not KK's
3: fault. If she wants to go into the realm of Adventureland and college and still speak truth, she should be able to do that.
2: Oh, I, I I am not, I am, I have to be very clear. I am not saying don't, if you are being convicted on the inside, you always stand for whatever that conviction is. Like, don't, don't ever go against that. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. I'm saying in a setting, I I get the game. I know what they're doing. It's all brainwashing crap. Okay. And they know it. And then they, some of them have fallen for it. Like this professor, I believe she probably does believe this garbage. But you have a great yeah, opportunity exactly in this sure. in this open class discussion that you were talking about in this forum, where you're able to kind of speak your opinions. Then, if she rebuts you on them and she starts kind of throwing liberal hypocrisy at you, then you get to go with your faith at her and say, "Well, wait a minute, what? Why is your opinion much more of a value than mine?" And by the way, if we're going by your white privilege game, you're white and I'm a woman of color. <laughs> like, see, you, you get to play. Hey. It, it's you get to play the trump card on her. Like, it's it's fun.
1: But that's also what their teaching is about black or colored.
2: So she's Wait, actually doing
1: the opposite of what we're talking that, about.
2: That That's what I mean. Like, you get to call her out on it. Because now she's saying your opinion doesn't matter. You're speaking up from a Christian perspective. As a woman of color, she's a white woman. Okay, let's play that game. Wait a minute, and you can do this right in front of the whole class. KK, these are the best moments in life. I'm telling you, when you get to drop the mic like that, record (laughs) it. But yeah, record, because these the liberal minds—I don't know what it is. There's like this block inside there. Like they don't—they cannot see past their own hypocrisy. I've I've dealt with this a long time, and so when you call them out on their own game, then they're like, "Oh crap," and they—they don't know where to go with it, and then they get mad and then when she gets mad and she starts acting really stupid then everybody's like this is our professor see it's she gets emotionally involved in it rather than just sticking to education and the truth
1: well see that's actually has happened to her in class because um um someone had basically stand up that like homosexuality is not like they stand up for their their faith and they were like no like homosexuality is a sin and she didn't like that and she's like you're not allowed to say that and i'm like (laughs) what
2: you're not allowed to say that see why did you say it was hate speech
1: honestly i don't i don't really remember but i don't know they'll just use some type of excuse to just disclose what you say that's really what it is They're going to use any type of excuse or, and that's my thing is if you have freedom of speech, I believe that we're allowed to exercise that.
2: KK, I'm sneaking into class as a young guy with these glasses on. Do you think they'll know? (laughs) (laughs) I'll take them down.
1: Hey, there's older people in my classes too. There's people like in their 40s in my class that are in the same class with me. Are there people in their (laughs) mid-50s? Yeah, they're like 40 and 50 years old.
0: No Sylvia, you should go really? in with her. Hey, yeah, that's a plan idea. I could go in with her. <laughs> I'll yeah. get her failed. I'll get her kicked out for sure. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like the teacher was emotional with the grading because she didn't even give her a passing grade. It was almost like you might as well drop out because what's going to happen is your she's already failed you, right? And it's right. harder to come from a failed grade to a dropout grade so at this point now you have to figure out do you want to drop out of the class like how much longer do you have left in this class
1: well okay so she also does have this um thing where like she will allow you to resubmit um so like for an example she gave me a 20 on that assignment because i completely went off topic and wrote what i was feeling like what i was being led to write And but her policies is that she would drop the two lowest grades. And um so that's what I went back and looked at the syllabus and um but the other two believers that um are in that classroom with me, they were like, Well, you should just like you should just give her what she wants and then um yeah and leave it at that. And I'm just like, but I'm telling y'all, I can't do that. That's not in me. I can do is give them the answer and the right, my perspective after that. But it's just this professor because I've done it in other classes and the other professors don't care. They're actually more open-minded enough to be like, oh, she, she's sharing her point of view. And yeah, but it's just this only one professor that is also other believers that have a problem with. It's just her, that's it. So, yeah, yeah.
3: So who else was it that said Just give me what I want and you will get what you want. Who was that that said that? Was that the devil? You know? (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) But this is, you're not comparing apples and apples. It's apples and oranges. There is a time, like Rachel's a good example. Rachel hid the spies, right? Uh, Caleb and Joshua. She hid them, lied, which lying's immoral, right? Lying's a sin. But see, when it's for the greater good, to protect life like the like christians did with the not um the jews in, in nazi germany or in uh, occupied poland they would lie and tell the nazis no we don't have any any jews here and yet they were down in the cellar or up in the attic or hidden hiding them and you know somewhere so there's a greater there's a greater moral cause that in this fallen world we can we can abide by so in my opinion on this and look and i get it like like it it depends where you are how comfortable you are with, with the Lord, if you're being convicted by it and the Bible says, if it is sin to you, then, then you do what's right in that moment for you, according to your biblical understanding. If it's, if it's not for me, like I can tell you this, if I was in that class, I would play the game and then I would just be showing her up (laughs) in these discussions. I would be like calling her out because it's fake. It's all fake. And she probably, like I said, she probably believes it, but at the same time, she understands oh crap i'm kind of cornered and that's what happens with these people and i love doing that to them because you don't have to be a jerk to them you don't have to be immoral you don't have to call them names you can just call them out on their own hypocrisy and then they they back into a corner and then they're like calling you names and then they look stupid all right guys i have to so apparently i'm supposed to pick up my wife (laughs) so i'm gonna leave you guys to talk i'll be back in about 20 (laughs) I, i didn't know that i'm getting a text right now (laughs)
0: <laughs> See okay, a little bit. Okay.
2: Probably about twenty minutes. I'll be back. You I'm sure you guys can figure it out.
0: Can anyone read those comments? Um if not, I will tell y'all a story about when I was in college and it was an assignment that I had. It was social work and we had to maintain an eighty five higher. In order to pass the class, so one of the assignments was they had us watch this documentary. It was on um this father that came out to his kids after they were already in their teenage years, that he was um he wasn't trans. He um he just liked to wear women's clothes. Well, I guess would that be considered trans? Like he just he dressed Mm -hmm. like a woman and. I'm not sure if they would call it trans because he didn't. That,
3: like... That's more of like a drag queen.
0: Yeah, he was more like a drag queen, and yeah. when he came out to his family, his kids uh, like were upset and um, like wouldn't have anything to do with him. And so the the professor had us write an assignment, basically saying uh, the kids needed to accept him as as he is, wearing, you know, acting like a woman. And I saw it from the kid's perspective. And I was like, Oh, my God, if that was my dad, and he came out to me, after so many years, that's a liar, I would be so devastated. Like, and so that's the perspective I wrote it as. And, I I went on about how as a child, you know, I would not, you know, I'd be devastated that I'd never be able to trust my father again. He's, he's a liar and all this other stuff. Well, of course she she didn't like the way I responded. So she gave me an 85, which was the lowest grade I could get in order to pass that class. Yeah. Did you, did you pass the, the class? Yeah. I passed, um, I think I passed with like a 90, but my I had the lowest grade in that whole class. Everybody else had like, like hundreds. And it was because they wrote it as she had told them to. Oh, no. Did we get thrown off? Oh, he's Wait, back. You... Oh, yeah, oh, it's okay. The so, 20 minutes ever. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so, apparently, she's getting a ride home. So, we're good. Well, okay. it would have been nice. See, it would have been nice if my daughter <laughs> let me know. She, and My daughter is in class right now on a Zoom call, I guess. I didn't know that. So at 8.06, oh. 8-0- apparently, my daughter was texting me. But I silenced my phone during all our shows. So I didn't know she was texting me. She's like, you got to pick mom up. Like, well, that would have been nice to know three hours ago. before Like, you know, whatever. It's good. She's getting a ride home. Oh,
3: well, <laughs> okay, then. We're good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I missed your story, Sylvia, but I heard just like a little bit. Hey, that's okay.
0: Yeah, oh, froze so up. yeah, so basically, I had the same problem that KK did. Oops, can you hear me now? Yeah. Is it messed up still? No, it's good. It's still messed up. No, you're good. Oh, okay. No, I'm just saying I basically had the same issue that KK had with responding to. Like, no, this is not right. This is this is the way it is. But I, I did pass on my class. I wasn't I wasn't given a twenty. A twenty is ridiculous. I feel like, oh now my is low.
2: That was ridiculous. Twenty. I mean you might as well just give you a zero for crying out loud. Like yeah. what was the twenty for? For spelling your name right? <laughs>
1: No, because I, I didn't write um, what she wanted me to write. I wrote, like, the responses that I shared to you guys. Hmm.
2: So, okay, Danielle, I know you disagree. I get it. And I yeah. that's okay. Like, I, I think there's sometimes, gosh, I hate even saying this because this sounds like liberalism. <laughs> sometimes there is more than one truth. Or, or I should say more than one way that's correct but leads to the same truth. That's probably a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, KK, like I said, if you're feeling convicted by it, great. Then you stand up and do what you feel is right. And that's and if you feel like you need to quit that class and say, you know what, I'm, I can't, in good conscience, I can't stay in this class. I get it. Like that that makes sense to me. Um, but I, when I look at the bigger picture, I see like you have, you might be in a really unique opportunity. You and the other two students that believe the same way you do, where you can actually stand up to some of this garbage right in class, give them the answers they want for the test, do play that game. But then when you get in these public forum things where the whole class is listening, you can show the whole class what faith looks like by actually conveying it to all of them by using the circumstances you're actually in. Like, that's a great way to call these people out. Um, I mean, Trump, Trump was the master of calling them out. He did it all the time like with their because he just shows them their hypocrisy he just puts it right back in their face and it can never hypocrisy is this thing of just like it it's all about feelings so they're very emotional and they're like oh this is wonderful and this is makes you know diversity and equality and we can all live happily together yet the world's falling apart under all their their rules and laws and you know liberal agendas so it's a good way to like say okay well. Miss, you know, Professor, blah, blah, blah. Don't call her Miss because I'm sure she'll go nuts. <laughs> call her Professor. Uh, Professor Smith, I'm so sorry. You know, um, I guess I just didn't understand that. And you're you're very kind and gentle like you always are, KK. And then you just put the facts in her face. Like, I don't understand why you're white and I'm a woman of color. Right. And I don't get to <laughs> bring up my point of view. Like, that's the best comeback ever. You have Gina. a perfect... I, it's excellent i think
0: the pro- i think, I think no. what danielle is trying to say is why do we have to think like they are like they want us to think
2: you're not why thinking do like we that we you're have not
0: to say i'm sorry to their
3: problem their problem is that they can't receive truth that's not our problem
2: it, they exactly. can't receive
3: the truth that is a problem on them
2: the not i'm us. sorry is not an apology The I'm sorry is to to lure them in with kindness. You bring them in, you get them in a soft place, and then you fire all your guns at once at them. (laughs) We
3: can't lure anyone in because that's of the bad side. We're not to lure in. We're supposed to stand (laughs) firm like a pillar and speak truth. Yep. Period. Okay. There's no other way to do it.
0: I'm curious to see what the comments are.
3: I wanted to mention something quickly the reason that this is or or one of the reasons this is important is okay KK when you went into your school when you signed up for your school and you enrolled in your classes did you know this was going to be a problem that you weren't going to be able to speak your truth
1: um well no because the major I originally had was exercise science and um They weren't teaching that type of stuff. And honestly, I'll be honest. I mean, I know like in the school system, they had liberal stuff, but I didn't know that like when it was going to happen. You know, I thought it was just going to be a little bit of it or something in like intro classes, but I didn't know that's how my major was going to be because I changed it.
3: So when you even when you changed your major did they disclose to you before you decided to enroll in the, this class in particular since this is the class we're talking about did they disclose to you when you signed up you're not going to be able to give your own opinions and beliefs you're not going to be able to speak about god you're not going to be able to give any kind of conservative viewpoint did they disclose that to you
1: No Jane no. never okay. said
3: Okay they're in the wrong It's non-disclosure. They never disclosed it. Why does she have to abide by their rules? They never even disclosed, period. They never
0: disclose it. They just say, okay, you get a bad grade if you don't answer this way.
3: There's nothing in the college handbook that says that.
1: I guarantee it. I mean, all it does say in the handbook is you have the freedom of speech and religion and all this other stuff. Okay, well, then
0: you have the right to say exactly whatever you want to say. And that's what I do.
2: Exactly. That, But that's what—that's my argument. Like, you can say whatever you want. We have free speech. But see, when you're taking their liberal ideology tests, if you want to score high on their tests, you have to give them the answers they want. When my kids were in school, we I do not believe in Darwinism. It's the evolution. It's a bunch of garbage. I explained to my kids. I said, look, you have your own mind. You can come to your own rational conclusion. Did God create things or did things, you know evolve. And, and I gave them both sides of the story. I didn't tell them, I didn't like say, this is what you're going to believe. And they all came to the same conclusion. Oh, it's God. <laughs> I mean, anybody with understands that. Right. But I told them when you're in school, they are going to teach you a bunch of evolution. They're going to tell you this and this, and you came from some, you know, amoeba and some pond and lightning struck it and <laughs> all this dumb stuff. I said, go along with the game and have fun with it. I said, give them the answers they want. And then when you have discussions, you get to get your point of view. And that happened all the time. Like my, with, with my son, uh, he's very outspoken. So he was like, he as soon as they had open forum, he was all about like, well, yeah, I don't really believe that. I think it's God. And he would start like giving them. So she was getting with the teacher. He had his biology teacher was getting the answer she needed for the textbook answer. But his moral stance never changed. His moral character was still intact and he got to speak it when the time was right. So that's what I'm saying like if now if you were in a christian college it's a whole different thing. But you're in a secular college so if you want that stupid grade, you know, if you got to get that A or B to get your degree, then that's what you have to do. And we go into those territories knowing and understanding that. Like I if I go into a secular whatever, name it, I don't care. I understand that I'm they're going to want secular type speaking but I'm not Why sacrificing not? my my character by doing that.
3: KK just said she didn't know that when she went but, in there.
2: But so, we need to know that ignorance, now, ignorance of the law doesn't mean that you get to, you know what I mean? Like you have to know that going into the their playground. You need to know she didn't. what they believe.
3: So now we're dealing with the now. So now she does know it because it's happening to her. So now we're in the process of do we do we continue on speaking truth now that I'm already in it? It's the same thing with the system. Look at the whole system. A lot of us didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And now we know. And now should we keep playing their game no. or should we no. stand where we are and expose it?
2: No, but see, okay, this is, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to kind of go there. <laughs> when you're when you're um, an investigator, let's say you're a cop, you're a detective. I had a friend, okay, a friend of mine. He was a um, a detective, and he would have to go into drug houses, okay? So he would dress the part, play the part, speak the part, but his moral character was intact. He was doing it for the greater good. He was going in there to get the bad guys and get drugs off the street so they weren't trafficking drugs to, to really? children, right? So,
3: then why are there drug cartels running the country right now? Well, did it I, work? I,
2: okay, it worked. <laughs> in it
3: worked.
2: It worked. Point. And, look, it okay, <laughs> okay. But you could e- We could okay. I don't want to keep playing devil's advocate, but we could say the same thing about one person. Like, what if one person stands up, one social worker, and goes into the system, and and there, I was just getting. That's what I'm going to. <laughs> in her little town. And says i don't like what you guys are doing and starts calling them out after playing the game for a little bit and realizing what's going on see you have to when you're inside it that's what whistleblowers are all about whistleblowers some of them stay there for years and the company that they're working for or whatever they don't even know that that person's infiltrated them because they're trying to get something a moral high ground out of it right so we have to and it doesn't matter if my friend who did do a good job and got a bunch of bad guys off the street uh, dirt bags, like our friend John Walsh might say, <laughs> <It's> gross, <okay. laughs> gets them off the street, puts them behind bars. Okay, he did his part. He did what he could. Now he didn't solve the problem. He didn't get all the drugs off the street or something. But that, if everybody did their little part like that, and if we if we're called to infiltrate and be a detective or whatever, you know, a spy, then we do our our part. And I'm just saying, like that's kind of the. Um, that's the analogy I'm trying to make with KK. Like, like she has an opportunity. If she wants to, she doesn't have to. This is just. I mean, she can do whatever she wants. But I'm saying, like, I know for me personally, knowing what I know now, compared to when I was her age, I would do things much differently. And um, yeah, being a I Christian agree. for 21 years, I have a maturity in my faith and understanding of biblical theology. And my faith is very strong. And I understand. You know, and I, I know. I feel well. led by the Spirit. I would be doing it to expose them. (laughs) I think it'd be fun. It would be a lot of fun to expose that teacher and show her hypocrisy to all the students.
0: Well, I just have to say that I'm a little concerned at what they're teaching, KK. Uh, Danielle, aren't you a little concerned on what they're teaching, social justice and advocacy? Oh, yeah. Really, really concerned. So maybe we should, like, go in there and check it out and... (laughs) and do some recordings and actually see what they are teaching because what they're teaching is not legit. It's actually backwards and that's mm-hmm. why the system is backwards. That is the whole entire problem. Else, yes. Gets out of that class, that is what they're going to do when they go into an organization as an with a nonprofit. They're going to teach this whiteness.
2: But yeah, see how that's okay. See how that could help if KK stands up to that? Like she could teach other kids in that class.
0: Um,
3: It won't help because there's so many people that have done that. But all that happens is time passes and you keep keep allowing it and keep allowing it and keep allowing it and keep allowing it. And now look where we're at. People have to stop allowing it and stop playing the game. It's the only way to win. Just stop playing and just be done and speak your truth. Even if you fail, I don't care. Like there's literally no other way. Because otherwise, let's say that KK goes that route. She plays the game. Then she gets a good grade. And then she continues playing the game. And then she's in the system continuing to play the game. As soon as she speaks truth, she's going to get fired. And all that time was wasted anyways. You might as well speak truth now and see what happens because... It's just going to keep going and going and going and going and it never ends, and that's why we're all here stop. right now, exposing truth every single day. You, we literally all have to stop p- playing the game, all of us. We
0: have to stop. It ends now. And also, the r- reason that Rant KK over. was take- <laughs> no, I agree with you completely, Danielle. And the reason that KK was taking this class was to help with Rescue the Fosters nonprofit. I, I would not want any of this ideology in our nonprofit so no. like that that's a concern that they're teaching students the way that they're teaching them
2: then how do you knock down an education system without infiltrating it like this this is what we've talked about before like She's it would be great right if, now if we had fanfare or if we had like a, an actual media that actually covered this stuff it would be easy but see all of it is against us it's all in their agenda everything we know that the seven mountain system it's all under their control so you have to get inside learn what they're teaching and use that educ that education i use that in quotes that they give you against them that's how we defeat them from within they, this is what they've done to america america stood there once was a time in america when there was a moral character we were built on all these you know our founding fathers came and did some uh wrote the you know did the constitution the the uh, Declaration of Independence, all these great documents, our founding documents. Um, they laid the groundwork saying the Bible was what we were going to use to to teach the children, right? Because they understood that it had moral fiber behind it. And it was God that was driving this nation. But what happened was our enemy said, man, America's really strong. They have a military that can't be defeated. How are we going to infiltrate them? Oh, We'll get him from within. We'll get in their politics. We'll get in their schools. We'll get in their churches. We'll get it. And see, they, that's what they did. The bad guys did it. They got in and no one knew. They looked just like us. They talked like us, acted like us. But the whole time behind our backs, they were backstabbing us. And that's what I'm saying. Like it's Sometimes you have to use the enemy's tactics for a little while because that's what they're going to fall for. They're not going to fall for conservative talk. You know, that's what they think of us. Like, oh, these right wingers, they're going to, you know, whatever. So if if you get them in a corner and get them on their heels, now you've got them. Like, because they, they have to answer for themselves. If you make her speak of her own hypocrisy, she's going to be really embarrassed in front of her students. And then she KK. She won't
0: even see it. She's
3: I too dingy to see it. Yeah, but well, here's the other problem. We're already way past all of that.
0: Oh, like, yeah. that's the
3: problem. Yeah. We're way past learning and teaching right now. Like it is like we're in war. Mm-hmm. So we're way past learning what they're teaching. We already know what they're teaching. We're way past it. We don't need to know anymore. Like it now it's just time to stand against it because it's like we're wasting too much time.
2: Okay. Well then, yeah, th- and I agree with that a hundred percent.
0: Take it down.
2: I agree a hundred percent, but to stand against it then then you have to organize something against it you can't do it like in the classroom one person now if the whole if half the class was on your side okay maybe you could do like a boycott against the teacher or say we we boycott this text we think this text is ridiculous it's it's egregious against people of faith and you know people and i'm a woman of color i'm offended by this okay that that would be great but are you going to be able to organize something like that maybe maybe not i don't know our good friend joyful june who is a math teacher In junior high says, I'm on the inside of the education system. I've made changes at my school by speaking truth. And she's now she's a teacher. One of my students called me based (laughs) this week because I told the class that these girls were not, not furries, that they were human beings. And I'm not going to contribute to their cosplay or mental illness. Absolutely. And advocate 1977, I'm not ignoring it. Sorry. Uh, Advocate 1977 is 100% against me. (laughs) That's okay. I know. I understand I am in the minority on this section. I get it, but I can tell you, I, I, I play the future. Okay, I, I used to play the short game, and I understand. I, you can't win in the short game. It's the long game that they're playing, and that's how they've defeated us. And so you beat them with their own their own games. But I, I do it the moral. I take the moral high ground, obviously, because I'm God's on my side, and I know if God's for me, who can be against me? And so it's it's outsmarting them. And when I say outsmarting them, KK, they're really not smart they're not no. they pretend like they're, they're smart they're so but they're not, not smart, smart people yeah
1: but aren't they mental I- mentally ill
2: though yes <laughs> some of them <laughs> I, would say, yeah. Yeah. I would definitely have to say a lot of them are mm-hmm. You're if you don't know
0: education from a mentally ill person <laughs>
2: if she has to put her pronouns <laughs> and, on that email and, she might be
0: but nice. that's what they do
1: like literally mm-hmm. um a lot of these professors have been putting like she her he him and even like and
3: that um when
1: i hang them. out with my one of my friends from the dorms like even the like ras they are like the residential assistants that um you know they meet with the they're like um whoever that they have that live in the dorm that they have to meet with they are even like buying into the lie of she him I mean she her and he him and they them and I'm just like (laughs) the part that kind of gets to me is like I have to catch myself too because it's so easy to be like I'm gonna follow their pronouns but I'm like no 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 I'm not no 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 I'm, no. not, I'm not doing that because that's how like they want you to play their game like that. Yeah. And a lot of times I have to catch myself before I say something.
3: Why do we want to play with the devil? We don't want to do that. We're not playing with the devil. We're, we're exposing the devil, period. No matter where we are. And KK went into the thing, into the class, thinking that it was going to be a good thing, thinking it was going to help with change, with rescue yeah. the Fosters, and whatever else she wants to do. Sorry, my dog keeps growling. Um, but they did not disclose to her that she was not going to be allowed to speak any truth. they're They're literally basically saying, in order to be in this class and get good grades, guess what you have to do. You have to lie and go against your own self and go against god and go against your religion and belief that's actually going against the school's policy if the school policy is that you can practice your faith and belief and all that as long as you're not hindering someone else's that professor is hindering kk's beliefs
0: yeah
2: In, okay not- i would i agree if you kk if you're if you feel like you're complying with their agenda then absolutely absolutely then you go against it 100 because that goes against your <clears throat> excuse me against your conscience um mm-hmm. for me it would not be complying with it i would be using it as a tool to defeat them <laughs> so so it's a different parameters i get it so that's a decision it's i guess it's an individual decision ultimately because I it's first first of all it is if you're a christian it's always going to be a moral decision right it's always going to be that like every decision I have to make every day is based around what i believe if i'm really living it so you know and to show fruits i have to obviously i have to jesus is my example but if i'm a you know if i'm in a secular world they don't have that moral high ground their moral high ground is themselves and what they believe so they have they don't have to answer to anybody except themselves so i get it like in their framework like i that teacher probably thinks you know Oh yeah, I I know what I'm talking about. You are, you guys are just kids. I have this education and this master's degree and blah blah blah. Who cares? Like none of that matters because she can't even if she has to put her pronouns on a paper, <laughs> that just tells you like okay, so okay. you went what, 6 years, 8 years of school and and you know you're a she her. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yes. I don't get it.
1: Well, my, my thing is, I wanted to say real quick is like, okay, so, but she's not only my professor, I, I have to state this too, is that she's my advisor too. So I oh, have to also work with her oh on another level worse. too. So when I first like even got into this, this major, you know, because um, uh, she was my advisor. And I could tell off-rip, like, when I met with her the first time, sitting in her office, and I was, like, I didn't say anything. Off-rip, I knew there was, like, okay, she seems very liberal. I see the flag in her office. I didn't call it out. I didn't say anything. I didn't discriminate if she was a part of that. I didn't say none of that. But I could tell she was very uncomfortable with me being in there. And I think she could sense my spirit so Mm-hmm. And even when um, I'm in the class and even other believers, she sees very uncomfortable when it's Christians are in in the classroom. That's all I would have to say.
2: What do you mean advisor? Like, like, like a counselor or something? Like how does that so work? So
1: an advisor is pretty much someone you go and talk to about like your classes, if you're failing, if you're not doing good or um, you also have to talk to them where they help you like know what classes you have to take next, what's your GPA, how, like basically that's what um, an advisor is, it's just a mentor type thing. And, but I also learned that you can also, um, like one of the girls that's a believer in my class, she was like, well, if I were you, if you are having problems with her, you should send her an email and be like, Hey, I don't think you're a good fit to, uh, I'm a good fit to be your mentee because like, no, she, she basically was saying, um, I have been thinking that I don't think I'm a good fit to be your mentee. And, um, I'm, I do believe you're allowed to change your advisor if there are conflicts or problems within the, um rela- well, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would really call it relationship, but I guess a relationship between your mentor and mentee is not really a good one. I do believe you're allowed to change your advisor if there's a problem between y'all.
0: I, I would definitely change your, yeah. your values and views are not aligned. And Mm -hmm. she's going to guide you in a way that is not going to be a path for you. It's going to be what she thinks. So, like, if she's advising you, I mean, like, for me, advisors played a big role in my education because they would tell me what classes to take next so that I could finish, da-da-da. So that's my thoughts. So
3: what I keep going back to, um, just to clarify with one of the closest people to me, Gino, I'm not trying to be hard on you, (laughs) But, but, um, so what I see is like, I understand your perspective. You're, we're not really to go into their realm if we're going to ruffle feathers but my point is that kk didn't do that she didn't go into it to not play their game she actually went into it under the impression that they were going to help her get to a certain point in her life that she needs and she went to them literally for help but then once in it she can't go against her own conscience So now she's just doing herself speaking truth and now it's being used against her. That's what I see as the problem because they didn't disclose that she wasn't gonna be able to do that to begin with. And now she's growing. She's actually doing what they they should want her to do. She's growing right in front of them. And now they're wanting to hinder the growth that they're supposed to be perpetuating. That's my problem with the whole entire thing.
2: And, And I actually agree with that 100%. I, I guess it's, it's a level of experience. Okay. And it, and when I say experience, it's age. I'm old, she's young. So like, I get it. Like if I was her age and I was going into that environment, I would have been naive thinking, okay, good. I'm going into this class. that's going to teach me these things. And then it's going to help me in my career and help me push rescue the fosters more into the future and help, help out children. Right. That's, That's a naive point of view, but it's not naivety because she's dumb or ignorant. It's because she's young. She doesn't have that experience that I have. When I was young, I didn't know until I learned things and saw it firsthand and saw how, you know, evil the world really is. And now that I've been in this with you guys for a couple of years, I see it. So Mm -hmm. if I enrolled in a class at my age now, I would go in there thinking, Uh, I'm tearing this woman apart, (laughs) like I'm going in there, I'm going to play their game, and I'm going to expose her hypocrisy. That that would be my mindset going in. That's why I said, like, I think there's there really isn't a, um, a definite answer in this, because they're both moral grounds. They're both based on biblical principles. It's just where are you at in your experience in life to either expose it, or learn about it and then expose it like it's it's, you know what I mean, what I'm saying? It's not this thing of, Oh, he's right; she's wrong, or she's right; he's wrong. It's this thing of okay, what's the, what's the best way to pull this whole machine down that they've they built, and you know break the cogs in it. That that's my point, and I don't, and and that's up to ultimately it's an individual's choice. Like you have to make that decision. Like like KK, if it's really like on your conscience, I mean, there's multiple ways to handle. It. Like you like you said, go to her again; she's your advisor. That you know, and you could say, I don't believe you're advising me. In the best direction for what I believe personally. And then see, now you've got her in a corner again, because if she really believes what she's teaching, you're a woman of color. So she should submit to you and listen to your point of view because she's white you see what i'm saying like you, you expose them all the time they're so dumb <laughs> like they don't even see their hypocrisy so you can either do something like that or you say i'm pulling out of this college and going finding me a conservative christian college that actually teach truth and i can you know or or maybe there's some other social work class that you could take online. i don't know whatever there is but that's a decision that's made by you and you alone
0: but do you know I do understand where you're coming from when you say if you want to get a higher grade you have to respond like the way that they want. I I totally get that. Like you really do if you want to pass the class and that it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that you have to respond in the way that they want you to respond in order to get those grades.
3: Yep. Cuz you know what? I wasted many years of my life in college. And grad school, actually, and then nursing school for a little while. So, looking back at everything I know now that I didn't know back then, I wouldn't have done any of that at all.
0: That's and incredible. I would have
3: started like a nonprofit like fifteen, twenty years ago, like or yeah. something. I would have that's done something.
0: What, else. That's exactly Danielle. If I had known. <laughs> I would never have gone to college. And that's what I'm saying to you, KK. You don't have to go to college. You have this nonprofit that you don't even have. And it sounds like you're learning ideologies that will not even help you rescue the fosters.
1: I do want to say, okay, so I do believe that, like, the Lord doesn't just have me there for the school purposes because he has given me a vision about that school. And, um... It's actually really a good vision that's actually going to bring people closer to Christ and things like that. So um, I don't really think my main assignment is just to be there to learn the education. I think the Lord just has me in there because technically if you're not a student, you don't have freedom of speech. And I mean, well, you do to an extent if you're not a student, but it's also like, if you aren't a part of the school and you are going to share your faith or you are going to spread truth you can only be allowed to share in one particular place so i um, i don't know why it keeps freezing oh my goodness stop doing that
2: um we can still hear you though
1: But what I'm saying is like, I don't, it's not necessarily like, I don't believe I'm there for the education purpose. I think it's beyond the education purpose. Like, I do believe that sometimes God has you on an assignment that's not always about like, like, I know that there's a bigger picture than just the degree or none or that stuff. Um, Like for me, like what Gina was talking about, I mean, I can learn their system and use it against them. I do believe that. And also, like, expose it, you know, when I get, like, more, expose it more also, like, when I also get out of the college. But, um, I don't know, part of me just believes I'm there to also help wake people up, you know. Um, And, I don't know, there's more other reasons, like, it's more personal, but, yeah, like, those are just some of the reasons why I believe that um, I'm there for.
2: Yeah, if that's your mission field, I mean, if God's called you to be a missionary to the college, and trust me, the college needs missionaries, uh, they all do, then, you know, that's another point of view that has to be considered, I guess. Like, how, how much do you take? How much don't you take? You know, what's your line in the sand, I guess, so to speak? I don't know. The college is... I don't know. Charlie Kirk actually wrote a book about college and he kind of rips it apart Um, Mm -hmm. because it is, it was, I know when I was a kid, that's when college was really starting to like being pushed. Right. Like, oh, I remember like in junior high, they were already pushing college. Like, and you're not even like I'm in seventh grade or something. Right. And you're like, what? I don't even know what college is at seventh grade. And it's like, it was this agenda that was being pushed. But I mean, was it pushed because they were trying to brainwash kids with ideologies that are outside of American culture. I believe that's what, what it was. I mean, I think we have the evidence to prove that. Um, but at the same time, if you wanted a high paying job, see they, they got it's they got you coming and going. If you wanted a decent paying job, then you had to get that college degree. That's what they told you. Yep. And and trades went by the side, you know, like if you oh, you don't want to be an electrician, even though I know electricians making six figures and having a very comfortable life. I know guys that fix furnace and ACs all day long and they make a ton of money. Like it's, but they didn't tell you that. They told you, nope, you got to go to college, do the four-year thing, get in debt, you know, 120,000 in debt, uh, plus all your books and, you know, food and all the other things that come with it. Like it's, it's been this like brainwashing and that's the part that's really frustrating. But if KK, if you're like, see, like you kind of get that. So you're like, well, I think God's like called me to like, There as a voice for him. That's pretty cool.
3: And then what if you know, what if she stands her ground and she remains respectful, but she's just speaking truth, and then she gets failed out? Well, then guess what? She's got a really good story to go to the media with. (laughs) So That's how I view it. I mean that's um that's what like uh
1: the believers and I were talking about today, right? They were also like, Well it's not really worth you getting uh expelled from the school, but I also think it's stupid to expel somebody just because they're standing up for their faith. I think it's ridiculous because it's like if y'all press about us freedom of speech so much, then why are we like why? Is it only necessary when y'all are allowed to say it? Or like what? I don't I don't get that part. Mhm.
2: That's the hypocrisy we're talking about. And I don't know how they don't see it. KK, I I've, I've been up against this personally for about 15 years and I just laugh because they they cannot see what's that saying? Can't see the tree for the forest or forest for the tree or whatever it is. Like it that's them. Like they it could be right smack in front of their face and they just don't see it. And they think they're so smart. They think they're so intelligent. I mean, Leah, my daughter Leah. I I told her all the time. I'm like I'm like Leah stop arguing with these people because she would go online and like this this person's driving me crazy and I'm like yeah that's what they do they literally drive you crazy because they'll never see the light of day they only see their perspective even though they'll claim they're about diversity and equality and all these things that unite humanity and stuff but yet they're very selfish people and they're very like singular minded and and just driven by one thing right like it's it's all hypocrisy. The whole thing. It's frustrating. Really, really frustrating. Yep. For the law. Lo- sorry, I'm reading the chat for the law of the Title Four flag setting terms for those doing business. Enrique Alvarado. I love that name, Enrique. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I think Enrique tried to call into one of the shows when he first got on here, and uh, couldn't get in. Enrique, Sylvia. That sounds like. Yeah. Someone from your neck of the woods.
0: From my neck of the woods? Are they from Georgia? <laughs> Were you making a racist joke and I didn't get it?
2: <laughs> I was trying to see if you would fall from it. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, That's because man. I
0: wasn't around liberal I- ideology. ideology. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. See there? Isn't
2: it fun talking about race? How dumb it is? Like, I. Me and my friends, I have a lot of black friends. And so, like, when we would hang out, oh, my gosh, the jokes. If if it was ever recorded, (laughs) they they would think that I was, like, we were all racist. They would be racist and I would be racist. But it's so funny because we just use the stereotypes that society uses.
0: Yeah. And, like. (laughs) The stereotypes are true. I mean, they really are. Some of them. Some of them are. The majority of them are.
2: I like when my black friends imitate me. And they like yeah. they're all like proper and <laughs> like, <laughs> X me up. The great one that
3: would be funny to one. watch your black friends imitate you. I would like to see that.
2: Yeah. Oh my me too. gosh, it's so funny. Can they come one on day... the
3: show?
2: Yeah. Well, actually, Robert used to host the Wednesday show with me. Um, but then, and Jason was the guy I used to do Bible studies with in the morning. So you can go back and look at the videos. But yeah, Jason. Jason's kind of like very like straightforward. Like they call him Uncle Tom. <laughs> And so one night we're over his house for like this Bible study, and uh, there was a bunch of people—I don't know, twenty-five people or something. Well, after it's like two in the morning, and we're all hungry. And so me and his three—he had three at that time. He had three kids, I think, and they're like in their teens or whatever. And so they're all black, and I'm white. And so I said, "Hey, jump in the van, and we'll go like grab something to eat." Well, there's not many places open at two in the morning on a like Sunday morning, so. I'm like, all right, well, what's open? I'm thinking. I'm like, all right, well, let's go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> they started They I love started
0: Cracker cr- Barrel. Hot
2: cracker though.
0: <laughs> the white oh, guy said yeah, sang, Crack-. you're a cracker.
2: And they and I look in my rearview mirror and his kids are trying not to laugh. They're like holding their mouths and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that." And then it got worse. I'm like, "All right, well, I guess we'll just go to White Castle." <laughs> and then <it> was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's still I still think about to to this day. They were just cracking up, but uh, anyway. So like you can laugh about this stuff. Like it's so yes, stupid. It's it so means funny. nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. They they want us divided. That's what they want. So yeah. KK, what do you think you're gonna do then? What what's the what's the scoop? You think you'll stay there and be like a missionary?
1: Um. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna pray more into it because, I mean, I actually took a whole year off and. I pursued the Lord and asked him if he, if school was something he needed me to go back to. And he told me like, no, I need you to come back to school. And, you know, I'm just trying to trust his plan and just see like, you know, unless he tells me like, no, I don't need you there. But I clearly do believe he has me there because he literally gave me a vision, like clear as day. I still remember. And I believe that's really the whole reason why he has me there is because of that vision, not because of the, all this um crap that we're learning honestly
0: so i have a question so if you choose to stay how are you gonna uh pass that class are you not gonna pass the class are you gonna do the assignment like she wants you to do it
1: um honestly well okay i will admit uh, the second assignment i kind of went and did it her way like how she wanted it but it's crazy because even what like this is the part that kind of like gets me is like so the first assignment i didn't do it her way i didn't answer it the way that she wanted but then the second assignment i did it the way that she wanted but she still gave me a low grade which is a 70.
0: See, she already has a bias against you there's nothing you can do to even get get that's the thing that I hate about professors. When they have a bias against you, they are going to make sure that you don't pass or you fail or something like that. Your grades are based on their bias against you and she already has it set against you.
3: Right. Okay, let me ask you this, KK. If she fails you, but you continue doing whatever you do, how, are are you okay with that?
1: I mean... To be honest, like deep down, I mean, it's like, to me, it is just a grade. So like, if I do fail, I do fail. It's not like a bad thing, you know, like, because at the end of the day, I mean, I do, you're right. Like I do have a um an organization that I can put more of my time in and things like that. But also I know that you're allowed to go to like the head, like over past her and talk to the um the, what is it called? The dean or the chair. Because, um, I mean, that's really what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to pray about it first. Most, That's always the first thing I do is I pray about it. Ask the Lord, like, okay, what do you think about this, Lord? Like, you know, help me, show me. And until he gives me an answer about that, like, I just go off what he tells me. And, you know, I don't know if that really answers your question. I mean, I always try to lean on the Lord first before I make my move because I know normally like I'm learning in the past that I would just make a move and just do it and not be led by the
2: spirit. So, Well, if right you're going now, after a degree, oh, go ahead. Yeah.
3: Well, I was just going to say, I agree with that. And I think that you should remain with that. Even if the Holy spirit and God and whatever is telling you stay there and speak truth, then you need to be okay with that. No matter what the outcome is.
1: So, no, and I, and I am because like that, that's exactly what I did last semester. I wasn't even really into, I mean, I was more into the intro classes and, um, I, I do believe even in my papers, I, that's, I, I continued, I wrote the truth. I didn't, I didn't stop speaking the truth regardless. Um, I still stand that ground, you know, I exposed the fraternities and the AKA. So it's like, even till like now, I still, I still stand on truth I still go and speak my mind whether I get laughed at whether if I get persecuted I still speak the truth like even when they were doing the whole riot of the um Hamas thing the Muslims and things yeah the girl came up to me and she looked at me like I was stupid like why would you stand for Israel for someone who's come um, you know doing suicide like genocide I meant and mm-hmm. you know Harshly, I was answering I was like the like the confrontation I had with her it was first it was like good but honestly I had to walk away because then my flesh started kicking in right so I left because I was like I'm not gonna continue to argue with this person so you know I choose my battle wisely you know sometimes it's worth it sometimes it's not like there's been moments where I wanted to say stuff and I don't but then there's also been moments where I was like no I can't keep letting it slide I'm gonna talk and I say it so I kind of just win uh pick my battles when I can. um but like like when it came to the fraternity part, the reason why I believe like the spirit like I let I was led by the spirit and I knew that I had to be up there and tell and expose that because there was also little children and 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 you know people that were there that need to hear that, you know And so yeah.
2: I think you're muted. I hit the wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> you could always take classes. Sylvia, you don't you don't want to say anything? No. She's biting her teeth. Okay. Biting her teeth. I was
0: muted. I was trying oh, to. Oh, you were. <laughs>
2: yes. Awesome. <laughs> so no, but you, I was gonna say you could still like like drop that class or whatever if you had to, and you can always take it online or somewhere else. You know, as long as they're compatible, um, and just get other credits at that college and still be you know a missionary there, so to speak.
1: Well, the only thing is, you have to take those classes. Like it's not bypassing. That's like you have to take it, and you know, if you don't take it, like I mean, it it you, you just continue, like either leaving or just like you you take that class until you pass it. Really, that's all you can do.
3: It's basically what it comes down to is a standoff spiritually, basically, right now. Like you. She's either going to kick it. You're either going to do exactly what you're doing and continue moving along with the class and speaking truth and going with whatever you feel is right and potentially failing, or you're going to, that might not even happen. You know, maybe the teacher will have a change of heart. That might happen too. We don't really know the plan. We don't know what's going to happen, but, um, at the end of the day, you have to do what you feel is right. Period. Whatever that is, and and you'll know. So, I don't know. That's all I can say about that. But I don't like the non-disclosure. That's what I keep going back to in my head. They, it's on them. They they are not disclosing. When you go into it, there's nowhere in any kind of contract with the school that I know of. I would like for people to bring this forth. If so. That states that you cannot be yourself and be of truth when writing a, writing papers with words that are coming out of your brain. Like there that it, it doesn't make any sense to me. there's no there's no disclosure. So if they're not disclosing once the student is in the school, it's not her fault for speaking truth. So it shouldn't be reflected in a bad grade because guess what? If we're if we're basing school on truth, every single word that I read that KK wrote, I was literally like in tears. I was so proud of KK because not too many 24-year-olds speak or write like KK did on that assignment. Yes. And we need much more of that than these brainwashed 20-something-year-olds that are going into these schools to further the corrupt system. We need more KKs. So if that is not lifted up and not protected, we have serious problems in this world, which we already know, but there's got to be a point where it stops and it ends, and we and we stop allowing these professors to get away with giving a extremely creatively aware, intelligent, Twenty-something-year-old a twenty for speaking absolute truth because every single word KK wrote was a hundred percent true. So why are we giving a twenty-something-year-old a twenty for a grade for speaking absolute truth?
0: Like think really think about like that. It. She probably did not like the truth, and that's no. the thing is they don't like the truth. It's
2: that's I mean, how you know it's an ideology.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, that's how you well, know it's I, an ideology, I also, and not an education. I don't think
1: meet with her and talk to her and see where her point of view is and i also do believe that there are like other people in my path like the lord has been putting people in my path for a reason to help me with this situation if that makes sense like little by little the lord has been allowing me to meet other believers and i do believe that there are also other Christian that are professors and things but i, I mean i haven't met them but i do believe that there are there But I also do think that um, my thing is, it also does take like students or someone to step it up, someone to step up. And so it's like me, my other friend Toby, like there are a few people and it's mainly students that have the, honestly the guts to even like uh, say stuff, you know? And um, that's why when I'm evangelizing, I am planting seeds. I'm planting seeds in these, even in these papers, whether these professors see it or not. I mean, yeah, I know it's up to, like, it's really in the Lord's hand, but regardless, I just believe I'm doing what I'm called to do, like plant seeds little by little, whether it's little things, whether it's not. And, um, but I will say that this, yes, when going into this kind of curriculum, I didn't know that like they did going into this curriculum, they didn't say like, you weren't allowed to like, they didn't, um, I'm messing up on my words. In this curriculum, they didn't say anything about, like, you can't share your faith. You can't do this. You can't do that. However, I've always known in my heart that wherever I go, I'm not going to compromise. So that's something I've always went in wherever I go. is like, I'm not going to compromise my belief. I'm not going to, like, no matter where I'm at. So that was already my mindset, regardless. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah but i've also seen some professors compromise too like for an example there is a christian professor which she's the only black professor and she is a christian so off rip because she's black because she's christian she's already targeted and what happens is they want to fit in but we as believers we're not called to fit in we're just not we have to like consciously be aware of that, like, you're just not going to fit in. And that's what I constantly have to remind myself like, look, I understand, sometimes you want to have friends, and you want to fit in. But look, girl, you're not you're just not because one, you are a believer first. So it's gonna, it's gonna already be like, you're already different than everybody else. And, you know, I've got laughed at. But I was like, whatever. You know, I'm gonna keep speaking my truth whether they like it or not. Like I've had a man that was a queer man that came up to us and was like, you can't say that. You can't say this. Oh, oh, this is offensive. You're discriminating. And all we said was Jesus loves you and that you need to repent and turn from your wicked ways. That's not offensive. But when you say (laughs) it to them, it's offensive, which is like how? But y'all talk about us all the time. And we are constantly having to be the one to really be quiet or say something. But oftentimes yeah. as believers we be quiet. We're not coming off as being offensive. Y'all can offend us, but and get y'all's feelings hurt and want to call and and call the board or whatever whatever and it's like, okay, well why are why isn't it the same for us? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
2: KK, are there yeah. any other kids in your class that are of like say, I don't know, Muslim? Do they get to speak? Um, about their religion or about their their stance on things?
1: They're, well, I don't really know if any of the people in my classes are Muslim, but they do have like clubs and um, they like, see, this is the problem that I have. They are accepted, right? Muslims are accepted. Atheists are accepted. Everybody but Christians are not accepted. And that is what gets on my nerves. Because how are we not accepted? But y'all are accepted. And 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 it's like, like that doesn't make sense to me. Because we're actually the one promoting like everyone is equal. God loves you. You're actually praying to our God because there's only one God, whether you want to acknowledge that or not. But y'all are really. Honestly, a lot of y'all beliefs come from Christianity, to be honest, whether people want to acknowledge that or not, but that is. But being equal came from that, you know, but, you know, people don't want to, they don't want to, like, admit that Mm -hmm. they want, they are the ones that are separating. We are the ones that are like, hey, we got to come together. But they are the ones that are wanting to be separate and all of this. So, yeah.
2: Truth is the atom bomb for liberals. So anytime you spit truth out, and we know, like, our faith, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So truth for us is a person, and it ultimately leads to him. Any truth in this world, if you you follow it to its uh, logical conclusion, will lead right to him. I was on that journey 21 years ago, so I understand. And I see why they don't want that because it is absolutely opposed to their points of view. Mm-hmm. Everything they do is immoral. It's it's immorally based, every single decision they make. And so to defend their lifestyles, and that's usually what it's about. It's about the life they're living behind the curtain. They have to hide it through liberalism because that makes them feel safe. Oh, I'm comfortable, I'm okay. And if I can get other people to, to think the same way I do, then I'm okay in my sin. That's what it's always about. It's always been that way. Do we just call it liberalism mm-hmm. now? You can call it whatever you know, cult you wanted to call it back 200 years ago, 300 years ago. Go back thousands of years. It's the same thing. It's moral depravity. And so we, the, the Bible says he gives them over to a debased mind. And that is exactly what I've seen, like a debased mind. A mind that is so centered around self. Like that's really the religion they follow. It's self. What's going to make me feel good and make me not have to answer to a higher authority but myself? So if if you come in there with guns blazing, KK, and you're like spitting truth out, that's highly offensive to that type of a person. That's why. But it's also like, you. like
1: what I gotta <laughs> do, like you said, like throw back at them. Like you can, I apparently I'm offending you, but I just gotta throw back and be like, well, have to show them, well,
3: really, actually, know you're offending me. Yes. Thank you. That's right. We That's are right. very offended that we can't even live our life that God has given us and they're taking our children. And, and in KK's mm-hmm. case, they took her from her parents. She's very offended. Why does she have to cater to their offensiveness? Why does she have to cater to their ego? Why does she have to cater to them? They didn't disclose when she walked into the college that she wasn't going to be able to be herself. But yet she has to allow them to be themselves, but themselves is actually against what God created them to be. So, who's right?
2: Yeah, you should have asked them if they were offended by the check you gave them or the debit card you used to pay for your tuition. (laughs) Was that offensive? (laughs) See what I mean? Like, it never, you just turned it on its head. Like, these people, they, they cannot see it. They just don't see it. You're right. Danielle, I agree with the disclosure thing. But, like... In the liberal world, they fee- their moral stance is they don't have to disclose that because they're right. They're the moral high Keep ground. It.
3: How are they right? How are they right?
2: I though? I am I, I get that they're not. We they know need they're to not prove right, it. but they can't. So they they just tell you this is how it is, <laughs> take it or leave it, and then they want to indoctrinate our kids and turn them into them. Uh, and I use them them they I guess.
3: <laughs>
2: Sorry. Ah. Um, i know it's so frustrating i can't do. that's just where we're at that's where we're at until people stand up like against cps against foster care the mama bears that stood up against the stupid crt stuff that was going on in the school systems when that starts happening when civil disobedience rises and people start doing it peacefully and they go into these places in groups large groups and say enough is enough you are not overrunning the system like you've been doing for 50 years it's over You know, my uncle came from Italy. He came from Mussolini's Italy. And I remember like in the early 90s, he would tell me, he's like, liberals are here. They're ruining your country. They're tearing it apart. And I'm like, what is a liberal? (laughs) I can't even know what the (laughs) heck he was talking. And he would go on these rants, man. I mean, it was, and and everybody's like, oh no, here goes Uncle John again. (laughs) And he was like, but see, he grew up under it. He was under Mussolini. And like the, the military would go down his streets. And if you didn't have your arm extended, they were just shooting. Like, they didn't care how old you were. They didn't care if you were women or children. They just shot at your house. So he didn't want that coming to America. And he would, like, constantly preach against communism and socialism all the time because he saw it firsthand. And it was the same thing. It was all this, like, liberal-type thinking where they were trying to get – first they got rid of God. They they had to crush the family, you know, institute laws against the family. And that's exactly what we see now. So it's not surprising – but it has to stop. I mean, we have to stand up against it.
0: But that's because we literally went along with it to get the good grades.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: So we, we have to yes. stop going Everybody. along with
2: it. it. I don't think so, we went yay, along we've with it. I yeah, we all
0: agreed. We can't I play
2: happened, the
3: game, Gino. I, I,
2: get, I get that. But see, the game has already – this is – okay, when I was going to college or when kids my age were, or people my age were going to college, the game wasn't set yet. Like, you still did have no. some free speech. You could – yeah. kind of kick back against professors if they had a different opinion. And they were okay with that because it used to be that college was this place where it was different thoughts, right? And we could all come to a, a, a central conclusion and then, okay, that's fine. You get your opinion and that's okay. It, I would say in the last 15 years especially is when it's really went far left. Where they, re- even in the Christian colleges, it's hard to find a good Christian college that's not liberal. Because... It became this thing of control, and then if they can control your education, they control every other aspect of society. Because you're the one, you're the next generation.
0: Yeah. They're not, not
2: dumb. They, I mean, they're, I, they're dumb, but they're not dumb. Like they're evil geniuses. Like they, they understand. They use dumb people. <laughs> Sometimes they do. <laughs> well,
1: that's why it takes people like me to help wake these other individuals up. Yes. yes
2: yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so I agree.
1: That's kind of where the you know um but then again like i also know like the lord has told me like be patient yeah you might not see any changes right now but be patient you know what only 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 um it's only in his hands so like i just have to keep being patient even when i don't see the results right now or like the fruits i'll say but it's it's going to happen you know and um that's why to me i personally do believe that there is hope and and um yeah i believe that there's hope yeah we might not yeah, I, I mean too. we might not everybody that might wake up but at least if we can get some people to wake up that's way better than having like one or two or three people you know so yeah
3: well kk whatever happens with the school whatever ends up happening This nonprofit is going to do great things for everybody. And you being you, exactly who you are, is what everybody needs. (laughs) So never, ever compromise who you are as a person, because you're absolutely beautiful in every single way. Your mind is beautiful. You're extremely intelligent. Don't ever let them take any of that away from you, ever. So just whatever happens with college, just you always have the rest of the world and the rest of your life and you are going to do amazing things. So
1: thank you. I mean, I'm never going to let the school change me. And I think that's Mm -hmm. why the Lord has allowed me to be who I am. You know, like, yeah, they're teaching all this woke crap, but it's never going to change my faith because my faith is stronger than The little stuff that they're teaching so um thank you for that and yeah I will never let that change uh, me and I'm glad that I can see through that like he's allowed me to wake up to notice that because some students are still asleep and they can't see it yeah so it's either because they don't want to it's either because they're ignorant it's either because they're comfortable or see either because they just think, well, it's just a grade. I just want to go about my life and continue life. But at the end of the day, you're still going to have to answer to God regardless. And I think that's the biggest thing that we all need to be aware of is you're going to have to answer to the creator. So,
0: yeah. And there won't be KK. nobody there with you.
2: KK, there's, everybody's one crisis away from change. That's yeah. it. One, cri- one personal crisis, one national crisis, and all of a sudden your mindset changes in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Um, I mean, it's, I hate, that you know, whatever's going to happen in this country, it's going to happen. God's going to allow it. But I mean, if it's, you know, a natural disaster or it's a terrorist attack or whatever, people will change very quickly because they realize they're not immortal, they're mere mortals and they have to answer to a, to the great judge one day. That's what shakes them. But see, he does it in in his loving kindness. He doesn't like, he doesn't do it in uh, this mean spirited way like we probably would. Like we would, you know, a lot of us just want to take people by the scruff of the neck and start <laughs> shaking them. Like, are you stupid? You know, God's not like that. He gently tries to wake you up. Gently, gently gives you little hints and clues. But then, if you're stubborn and it gets to a point where he feels like something more drastic has to happen, crisis comes. And that's, it's, it, he doesn't want that, but he knows ultimately your eternal life is more important than this temporal life. So he's going to allow that so that you gain eternity, even though it might be a little difficult for you here on this planet for a, for a period of time. And we'll understand that eternally once we're on the other side. It's hard in this life because we're like, well, that sucks. <laughs> I don't like that. But, you know, I'm not God. He is. And that's a, a tool that is used all through the Bible to shake people. From the foundation they thought they were standing on, that was strong, but it was actually sand. So it's not surprising that he's allowed colleges to get to this point. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think you have been called. You and I've talked about this privately. Like I know you're called to be in the place you're at now because there is a shaking that's coming, and it's gonna. It's a lot of these kids overnight will change their minds, and they're gonna be like. Remember that KK who was crazy and we were laughing at was telling us this stuff. All of a sudden they want to talk to you and they want yeah. to you have an answer that they didn't have before. And now all of a sudden it makes sense to them. So yeah, I'm with Danielle hundred percent. Of course you're, you're, I've always known you're brilliant. Like I have I've, that's never even been a question. Um, I know that God's got, he's called you for this time. I know that you're going to do great things I know that Rescue to Fosters is going to be doing great things. All these things are going to explode in God's timing, not ours. And so patience, patience, patience. That's the hardest part of being a believer. Because if he's promised you something, he's faithful. He's not going to dangle that carrot out there and then not give it to you. It's That's not God. Not the God we serve. And so all of us have been waiting. I know that. We all talk all the time. Like, okay, we know like, he's promised us things. We know... And we just scratch our head every day. We're like, okay, well, maybe today. And then another yep. day goes by. We're like, okay, maybe it's tomorrow. I don't know. But I just love your attitude. And I think with that attitude, you're going places. Like, like you're going to do great things.
0: Yep. And I feel Thank like you. there are other kids. I feel like there are other students like you. Because, I mean, I, I was one of the students like you. But I was afraid to, like, speak up. Because they do look at you differently but i bet you there there are way more students who feel the same exact way and are Mm -hmm. struggling but they don't know who to go to or who to talk to so if you are a student and you are struggling with the same issues like you can reach out to us we'd love to hear and collaborate with you Yeah. that'd be kind of cool
1: yes it will be
2: cool the other thing like if um, if you're an adoptee if you've been in the, ad- in the adoption system in foster care in a group home we really really want to connect with you we want to get a, a whole bunch of younger people that have been in the system to come on here and explain what you've been through and it can be you know we, we're in particular we're dealing with the trauma that's been caused by the system so um, if you've had a good experience awesome I mean thank God there's some still there's some good people out there doing good work. Um, we happen to know that that's unfortunately that's not the majority of what's going on in the system so we're looking for people that have been hurt hurt or abused by the system um, maybe multiple times and if you're willing to talk about it we'd love to have you on and discuss it Um, if you want to expose something if you're inside the system as a social worker and you want to come out and say you know this is what I was part of I can't believe this is going on I'm sick of it it needs to end we also want to speak to you so anybody involved in the system from, from being in it as an as a, uh, employee, a government worker, or just a kid that was in the system and, and got you know the shaft, so to speak, we want to speak to you. And we'd love to have you on and get your story because we think it's very important that everybody hears what's actually going on. And uh, yes. we would definitely appreciate that. And if you don't want to come on camera, you don't have to come on camera. You can keep your camera off um, and we can just have you talk so if we understand that too awesome uh kk anything else no yeah. it was good to have you back kk i missed co-hosting yeah. with you
1: it's good having you. it was good being back
0: and KK's people have been saying. asking where about you yeah <laughs> oh really yeah they've been saying oh. how's kk Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, we love KK. We love her. All right. So, ladies, any final words before we uh, close up for the night?
3: Yeah, I just want to say I'm grateful for you, Gino. I didn't mean to come in like a pit bull. (laughs) But (laughs) I was listening and I was like, oh, my God, I have to get on there. I was going to take the
0: night off. I couldn't do it. I think I'm rubbing (laughs) off on y'all.
2: Yeah, I think so. (laughs) But
0: I love that Georgia Bulldog. And I'm just so (laughs)
3: grateful for all of us and what we're yes. going to be doing and what we're doing every day. And then this platform that we can have through you, I really appreciate it. I've had a rough day, but you guys make it all better. So
2: oh. Oh, thank you, sis. <laughs> uh, you know, I love you guys too. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Like the, the awesome thing here, look, we all, we're very like-minded all of us. I mean, mm-hmm. we think, very much the same of course we're gonna have different opinions at times and it and and we can have a fun discussion about it that's what america (laughs) used to be about like used to be able to go out and have a beer after and like laugh about it you know or coffee or something like it's it's gotten to this point where it's so divisive and like people are just like i can't hang out with you anymore i don't i'm not gonna talk to him i can't believe he said that and he calls himself a christian you know like it's really in the church it happens more than anywhere it's ridiculous but i'm all about open discussions. Like it's it's important that we get other points of view on the table. Because sometimes there's multiple points of view that can be taken and gleaned from and make someone experience maybe someone else is watching. They're in a similar situation as KK and they're like, hmm, okay. I wonder which one applies for my situation. You know, that that's good. That's healthy. And uh -hmm. yeah, I've always appreciated you guys. I appreciate you know, I you guys I like I think like honestly like I could start crying thinking because like I I honestly believe we have all been called for this moment. And like the way we've met each other is so supernatural and how God brought it together. And he's just gelled, like everything is just gelling. And we know that we know that he's leading us Mm -hmm. and that we are gonna win. I don't know how that victory comes. I don't know what it looks like. I have ideas, but it's coming. And we're gonna turn the thing upside down and it's going to look much different on the other side and, and we will have victory and these end up you know who's going to benefit from it families the way it was supposed yep. to be families will be reunited children will get the healing they need fam uh, adults you know uh, moms and dads are going to get the healing they need that's what this that's what the victory is going to look like it's going to be a lot of healing that's a big process that's going to be coming on the other side of this thing and we need if you're out there and you have a heart for healing and you're compassionate, and God's called you to something. What a great cause! Reach out to the girls at Rescue the Fosters. That you can reach them by their emails: Danielle at rescue the fosters uh, at gmail.com or rescue the foster uh, org for uh, Sylvia. KK, what's your your um, email? Um, I
1: mean, I just have KKM
2: at five at gmail Okay, yeah, you can reach out. To, uh, when will the um, new website be up, ladies?
0: Well, we're still working on it, but we're almost there. I did a lot of work last night. It was. Uh, I even added a page. So hopefully, awesome. within a week. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Excellent. Well, it's worth it. Uh, I mean, th- they're revamping it. It's going to be uh, a little more user friendly, and uh, it's going to be a great place where you can reach out and contact them, and uh, get valuable information into if you if you're dealing with you know cps or something like that they can give you great advice and maybe even connect you with other people that can help so that's what rescue the foster is all about changing the system and making it actually work for families that would be something uh novel wouldn't it anyway where you
3: can be yourself and speak truth
2: (laughs) yes
0: amen (laughs) amen (laughs)
2: all right thank you guys so much over there in rumble lots of lurkers tonight. thank you guys over there uh on the foxhole of course joyful june thanks for the comments enrique what enrique actually had a couple funny comments he said uh let me look back here hold on he said don't judge a book by its cover when i was talking about the uh (laughs) your neck of the woods (laughs) And then he said, uh, "Actually, you don't want you don't want the cracker and me to come out, <laughs> then laugh and ask for and then laugh and ask for a hug. See what happens." <laughs> oh man! You can All call right. me
0: Diener and I'll call you Cracker and we'll still laugh <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> we will.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, everybody, have a great night. God bless. And uh, what is today? Thursday. Okay, so, uh, so oh Saturday night. Don't miss it re-examine with Megan Walsh. It's going to be pure fire. We were talking today and there is some awesome information that has been dug up. So we're going to get into that and explore that a little bit. So if you've been watching, it's going to be episode 11. We'll see you at 1115 Eastern Standard Time on Insight Channel right here on Saturday evening. Otherwise, have a blessed night and a blessed weekend. Take care.